Hello everyone and welcome to the 173rd episode of the Poorly Planned Podcast. My name is Benedict, you may know me better as BHL Hudson. Here we talk about movies, TV shows, DC news, a bunch of nonsense. More like that's the same thing, am I right? (laughs) God, I'm so good. Um, God. My name is God, we're funny. Benedict, you may know me better. So <laughs> my my name is Benedict. <laughs> Quote me. Uh, I'm here, as always, with my friend, co-host, volleyball performer. Ooh. I, yes. Jester, <laughs> A halftime performer. Say. Just walks in and juggles. <laughs> oh. Frederick, uh, we're coming to you oh, yes. a lot. Well, not live, but we're coming to you very pre-recorded right after... A volleyball, a series of volleyball games that you've attended. A series of volleyball games. I, I'm, I just got back. I'm a little bit exhausted, but with that, I bring two brilliant stories. Ooh! Before we we get into the pod, you wouldn't here. dare. And by brilliant, I mean genuinely very embarrassing. And I <laughs> wanted to just put my my head in the sand. So the first one. Okay, I will. I will preface by, preface it by saying. Both of these aren't technically my fault. <laughs> Both of these aren't technically illegal, if you're, like, really thinking about it. <laughs> it really was self-defense, and that dog had it coming, I'm just saying. And, and that gorilla got loose. I don't know how. <laughs> um, no, but so, the first one. So, basically, before each volleyball game we do, you do kind of like a warm-up where you've got your entire, like, your entire team on one side of the net, the other team's on the other side of the net, mm. and you, like, go up and do some, like, hitting and stuff like that? Yes. And in that warm-up against uh, Edinburgh University, I go up to hit, and I just smash the ball directly onto the one guy with glasses, <laughs> and I shatter his glasses in two. That is brilliant. Mental warfare. <laughs> and he was probably one of their best players, and he had to sit for a bit. I was like, let's go. <laughs> Tactics. <laughs> and then we got destroyed by them still. Ah, well, you know, there, there's that uh, part of it. <laughs> There's that bit of it. But they're the best team in Scotland, so, but still. So intentional. <laughs> so deliberate. I will say, everyone was like, ooh. And then I, as I walked back to my team, three of my teammates would just go, brr, just hit a dab. <laughs> as like glasses shattered in his eyes and he's crying. <laughs> you can never see again. <laughs> um, the other one, arguably way more spectacularly horrendous. Mm. In that, uh, again, during the warm-up, I was, uh, we do this thing called peppering, where you basically just stand and you shoot at each other. No, but you <laughs> stand and uh, like kind of volley back and forth between two people, and you start like hitting uh, at each other. Just, yeah, again, a bit of a warm-up. And I hit the ball to the guy, and I hit it quite hard, and it glanced off his arm. And then, with my pristine luck, it flies to the back of the wall, smashes and turns on the fire alarm, and the entire <laughs> building is evacuated. Wow, that and is. We ran into the we, we, we ran to the we ran to like the people in charge of the sports center. And it's a pretty big sports center, right? Uh, we're like, oh, it's just a volleyball. Nothing happened. Like you can, no need to like sound the alarm. And then they said, nah, well, we're going to have to wait for the fire department to get here. So then we went outside, stood with a good 300 people <laughs> until the fire department showed up. And my friend Greg and some of the volleyball guys that were standing there, like, the moment the fire guys showed up, they did, like, a big point. It's like, it's him, officer. <laughs> I just stood there, really wanted to just not be there. Um, <laughs> this was all today. <laughs> all today. All within wow. the span of, like, a good 30 minutes, those two things happened. Um <laughs> So yeah, I, I caused probably hundreds of dollars in taxpayer money to be wasted on those resources. Wow, that's I mean, that's some impressive uh, chicanery you were you were getting up to. There. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, that's unreal. Very true. Well, I mean, to be fair, in your defense, what kind of fire alarm is so easily shouldn't have a little more protection? Well, that's, that's what I said as well. So I went over and said and looked at it, and it didn't even have a cover. It's like ah, you're in a sports hall. Why is there not a cover on the, on the fire alarm? Damn. I, I feel um, like these, these, again, were just tactics to, like, like the other team again. was just massacring you, and you're like, well, check this shit out. Just smack the fire <laughs> guys, Just walk up and just press it. <laughs> Stare them directly in the eyes. <laughs> As I piss myself. <laughs> it's all a power play? Damn, well, that is... Um, <laughs> they just forfeit? They, <laughs> that's an exciting volleyball session. Um, yeah, it was it was an exciting time. Um, I'm impressed that you still managed to, as you told me pre-pod, win three of the four games despite all the despite all the chaos, or because despite of all the chaos. All the chaos that, that was created. <laughs> um, yeah, so it was it was a it was a good time. Damn. 
Well, I've, I've, but, but what better way to end it off on with a bit of potting? With a, yeah, come on. And, and confessing your many crimes on, on the pod. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have, I mean, just a very quick, quick uh, embarrassing story on my end. There are time codes down below if you want to skip around. Uh, much less exciting, more pathetic, I would say. Um, the, <laughs> so I shat myself this morning. <laughs> and, that, and that's it. it was, it's a great story. <laughs> Uh, me and the, some of the film lads went to a film mm. quiz at a bar. Um, Ooh. so, you know, cause we thought, well, we'll go in there. It's, you know, a couple of film people, but it's a lot of just normies as they're, as they're known. Uh-huh. Um, we we're like, we'll, we'll just smoke the room. It'll be, it'll be plebs as, as, as you plebs, call them. Yeah. Novices, bitches. These are all things I said <laughs> as I walked into the bar. <laughs> you looked and labeled every person. <laughs> Novice, Novice, pleb, bitch, bitch pussy. virgin. <laughs> Walking through, all oh, while you're getting dapped up by your film bros. <laughs> um, and uh, safe to say, we did not even make the top three out of maybe ten uh. teams, <laughs> mm. which was extremely humiliating because we knew some of the other people there who were not film students. And then afterwards, we went to like a club mm. or something, and we ran into them there again, and they just would not stop giving a shit for getting absolutely smoked by a bunch of people who are not studying film. It was a rough one, yeah. um, and also what, 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 what kind of questions are we talking? Well, here? can I just say, like, there was one category: Wes Anderson movies. We smoked it. We're so good, film students. Mm. There was another category. Uh, it, well, that was the one we did the best on. The, then the other categories were like romantic comedies. How am I supposed to know what Hugh Grant is called in Bridget Jones? Is that is that common film knowledge? There was one Come that on. was like Noah. T- oh. <laughs> TV. I don't, I don't know if that's right. <laughs> there was one about TV, which also didn't go great. There was a question that was like, who wrote the first season of, of White Lotus? And we did write Peter Griffin. So it wasn't like the best of showings from us. Um, yeah, no, it was, it, was, it was a rough time. So just just an L on the... I, I actually, I went to a quiz, I think I talked about in the pod, last semester with non-film students and we won. So I, I, clearly I'm not the common denominator here. That, that's all I'm saying. Anyway, <laughs> all I'm saying is that the film lads are terrible. Like, <laughs> yeah, not to throw them in the bus. Bro, fucking one of them actually listened to the pod, and I told a story about how, like, he'd said when we were in a crowded street, this is just like Joker from the movie Joker. And he was like, I said that ironically, and you made me sound like some fucking loser. I was like, I'm sorry, right? I'm sorry. He's like, he's listening to this. I'm sorry, okay? I'm just trying to pod here, all right? <laughs> I'm just using our relationship for personal gain. <laughs> I'm just using intimate small moments in our day-to-day life to make money and make you look <laughs> foolish. I'm sorry. It's not my fault. <laughs> Can you blame me, though? You are so foolish. <laughs> you do so many moments that are pod-worthy. Anyway. <laughs> Don't pretend like that was ironic. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the movie Joker. I agree. Um, we're going to jump right into today's episode now. Uh, Ooh. We have... Today we're going to do a quick bit of mini-reviews. I have three mm-hmm. little baby boy reviews and then we have okay some newsums we have a couple of nothing piece of newsums that if we don't have time for we can just skip and do some other time but we have the big mm. the big topic for the episode is james mm-hmm. gunn james pistol announced james pistol the the new slate of dc films and the, Ooh, the new direction stuff to talk about lots to talk about there um and it of course happened right after we pre-recorded last week's episode so it's been like it's way out of date news especially when this comes out a mm. week from today but classic better late than never that's our motto so that is our motto um first things first a couple mini reviews mini reviews here um Mm. I did go to the cinema and watch The Whale, Oscar-nominated film, The Whale. You went and watched yourself in a mirror at the cinema, sir? Wow. You know, it's a movie about uh, extreme obesity, so I think that's quite quite an offensive thing to say. Although that was the point you were making, so I don't... (laughs) Did I stutter? (laughs) (laughs) uh... Although that is bang on the money of what you just said. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Brendan Fraser in The Whale. Um, One of the most just sad movies i've ever seen just so incredibly ah. sad so Damn. hard to watch and like painful and depressing does the does the whale the title have no. a bigger meaning oh, or yes. is it literally just a dig at uh at him it is a <laughs> the obese bastard <laughs> It's really weird to make these jokes after I've seen the movie because it's so sad and like personal. I've, and yeah, like, I haven't seen it, so I can I can get away with it. Brendan Fraser is Snorlax. 
no, no, it's not okay. It's not okay. <laughs> anyway, sorry. This is see. This is one of those. This ten second thing is gonna get clipped in five years, and then you're gonna lose your <laughs> position as the head of Warner Brothers or whatever you're gonna be doing. Um, <laughs> that's exactly what I'll be doing. <laughs> anyway, the uh, head, of, the head of Warner Brothers. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? Um, <laughs> what a random ass position to be in. It does refer to something other than just Brendan Fraser, although I think it is also in reference to that part. Okay. God, this is actually so the most immature podcast trying to discuss this like deep, <laughs> emotional, horrible drama of this man's struggles, and, and we're just like, <laughs> the whale. <laughs> Fitting title, am I right? Anyway, I see why they called it that. Um, but it was, so, it was so what's it about? He's he's a teacher, I want to say. Yeah, he's well, he's a teacher who's basically trying to reconnect with his uh, family, his daughter specifically, who is just like the worst human being in the world. She's just like oh. just absolutely horrible. The kid from Iron Man Three is in it as a Christian missionary. Um, <laughs> and a random inclusion. So weird. Uh, and uh, yeah, and it's I mean. And there's a lot more to it, and it kind of gets into, like, how he became so overweight and dives into, you know, depression and relationships and whatnot, and just so sad. Like, there is, like, glimmers of hope throughout it, but it's also, Mm. I think, I guess without spoiling it, part of the film is, like, you know, he's so optimistic, this guy, generally, and I think part of the movie is Mm kind of, like, he's almost, like, delusionally optimistic. Like, he tries to see the good in certain things where maybe there isn't any good. Um, yeah. <clears throat> excellent. I mean, excellent movie. Very, very good. Very emotional. Did make me tear up a little. First time in a while that that's Ooh. happened. But it's Patriots Day. Very, very much so. Um, but yeah, no, just very good film. Very sad. Um, and the ending. I guess I shouldn't spoil here, but uh, I thought it was interesting, and I had a very different take on it than the people I saw it with. I, Ooh. I guess I'll, maybe if if you watch it, we can talk about it. But I interpreted it a different way. Um, than the people mm, I mean, if you want, you can you can spoil. Okay, well, okay. Spoilers for the whale. You can skip ahead. Um, basically, he's like on the brink of death throughout the movie because he's you know so overweight, and so there are like multiple mm-hmm. moments where he thinks he's gonna die, and he keeps asking people to, like read him this essay, like it's his favorite essay or whatever, and it's like hmm, I wonder why it's his favorite essay. And at the end of the movie, it's revealed that it's an essay his daughter wrote, and that's why it's his favorite, even though his daughter is literally like the worst person ever. Like she hates him. She does horrible things. She's like the worst. And at the end of the movie, he's dying again, and he asks her to read it. And then, like, she's like, says, no, like, fuck you, you fat idiot, and then leaves. But then she, like, turns around and starts reading it. And then he starts walking towards her, which he hasn't been able to do throughout the movie because he's, you know, so obese. And then he, like, dies there. And it's a very happy kind of ending. I interpreted it that that doesn't actually happen because it's very, like, the whole movie is quite realistic. And then that ending is kind of quite over the top. And like he starts like walking towards her almost and she starts like, you know, reading it to him like she as if she loves him. And the way I interpret mm-hmm. it was he actually very and it's more depressing, which I think fits the movie. He actually died when as she was saying, like, fuck you, you fat idiot and leaving. And that's his like my, you know, the last uh, thing his brain kind of yeah, kind of like last thing he's he's hoping. Yeah. And the people I saw it with were like, oh, I thought that was a sweet ending. Like, you know, his daughter finally turns around. I feel like it's not the kind of movie it is, though. It's a very sad movie. And I feel like it would end with like mm. his daughter just is the worst. And he just like imagines just, that she isn't. God. But yeah. And she, she and she is supposed to be just a terrible person. Yeah, like people throughout the movie. That's what I mean, like delusionally optimistic, where he kind of like tries to see the good in her. And maybe there is some, but then she's also just like despicably evil and like it is because of like he left their family and there's a lot of trauma or whatever it's a very interesting you know in-depth mm. movie but yeah i think she is also just like irredeemably terrible <laughs> just, just the worst yeah i th- yeah i imagine if you saw it mm. your like litter box review would be something like i wish that girl had fallen down the stairs or something like that mm. but um but yeah well, i i wish that even now and i haven't even seen the movie, <laughs> but yeah so. the whale good movie very cool. I hear great things. I've only seen the one thing where I go, I'm the one thing yeah, right. That was that was that was good. That was good. <laughs> that that was saucy, <laughs> as the kids say. All right. Well, I'll, I'll hit you with one that I went to see yesterday. I don't know if you've seen the story or the letterbox review, but mm. I did go to see Nuck at the Cabin. Yes, I did see uh, when Eddie Brock comes to the cabin. He you let the devil in. There was something there. I couldn't find it, but like. You get what you get. What I was going for. Yeah. No, I, I, I get <laughs> you, can, you can put it together in your head, the listener. You know, you can figure out the joke there somewhere. <laughs> this is 
The joke is that you have to solve this thing. <laughs> you are the joke. <laughs> Film friend who said the Joker thing. But yes, I did see um, your your letterbox and your story. Unfulfilling. Quite a unfulfilling review. What do um, you think? Well, are you going to be watching this movie? No, go for it. I, I know there's a big twist probably because it's M Night. Hit me with it. Okay, let me let me explain. Mm. So full full on spoilers up for this movie. All right. The twist is there's no twist, and that's what's so unfulfilling. There's no twist whatsoever. Hmm. I will say. But is okay. that the so, best twist? Well, <laughs> no. you think so sometimes, maybe. <laughs> but you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but so, basically, as a trailer kind of shows, it's this, uh, it's a gay married couple and their adopted daughter who are like, I think they're, I don't think they live there. I think they're vacationing in some cabin in the woods, right? Mm. And then Batista shows up with uh, these... With Grint. <laughs> That's the movie. <laughs> Title. <laughs> Batista shows up. So ominous. Batista is wearing a very weird shirt in this movie. It's probably a normal shirt, but it just looks so weird on his, like, balloon body. <laughs> his balloon body with and, his raisin head? And, like, because he's, 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 like, uh, collared it all the way up, or, like, yeah, you know, like, put the buttons all the way up, so it's, like, very tight around the neck, and he just looks like a weird accountant who's lost. <laughs> Anyways, besides the point completely, but he shows up with uh, some of his friends and he starts, they start talking about this thing. He's like, you guys have to make the choice of killing one of each other. So yeah, someone, uh, or let the rest of humanity die to like a bunch of like apocalypses and mm. plagues and famines and stuff like that. Right. And they obviously like don't believe them at first. And then one by one, they start killing off each other in the like of the like a Batista's Batista's group mm. and Rupert Grint's the first one to go <laughs> no so, not his big screen I like, return I was gonna say was this his big screen like <laughs> re-date like I think, return I think, it, I think it might have been because <laughs> it's just the most <laughs> underwhelming nothing <laughs> performance from him he was there for like five minutes <laughs> and then got instantly like m- macheted to the face <laughs> I mean, in fairness, it's kind of a, a representative of Grint's Hollywood career. You think he's going to have a big thing? Machete to the face. It's also very accurate in that the moment he died, which I think would happen in real life, a 8.5 magnitude earthquake <laughs> unleashed and created a tsunami. <laughs> Damn. Okay. Um, okay. But yeah, so like, it's the kind of thing where it's like, they, they're they like supposed to be the four horsemen of the apocalypse, right? Mm. Um Imagine that Batista, a horseman of the apocalypse. Even worse, Grint, an apocalypse horseman. Batista would probably squish the horse. Yeah. <laughs> and Grint would be the horse, so like. <laughs> but yeah, so then like one by one, they kind of like go through and uh, they kill the, like each of the group members uh, with the, like with the end uh, of Batista just kind of like slitting his own throat. Mm. Um, he's like, all of humanity's been judged. And then you, like, see, like, planes fall out the sky. Like, like lightning rain happens. You know, like, a bunch of bad stuff. Like, thousands of people have already been killed by, like, the other plagues. And then, because there is this kind of, like, feeling throughout the movie. It's like, are they telling the truth? Is it just kind of, you know, whatever? But then, like, towards the halfway mark, you can see that what they're saying is true and stuff is happening. Mm. Like and the, they are creating these plagues and apocalypses and stuff like that, and then towards the end they just end up doing exactly what they want and they kill one of the like one of the uh, guys kills the other guy and saves everyone and that's it and I was just sitting there like what because it kind of leads up to this, there's a feeling that there should be some grander kind of purpose or twist or something behind it mm. but that's literally it so like the very first thing. That's being said in the movie turns out to be what it is. Huh. Yeah, that does sound kind of <clears throat> unfulfilling. Because literally, like, if it had like a good twist or something towards the end, it would have been a great movie. But because it had such a wet fart of an ending, <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, okay. Especially with it being M. Night and you expect... like I think his reputation kind of precedes him because I was in there, oh, it's M. Night. He's, come on, mm. something's going to happen. And it just, it didn't. Do you think it would have been a more effective movie if <clears throat> maybe a little bit like, uh, I don't know if you've seen 10 Cloverfield Lane, but a little bit like where 
someone tells you that there's an apocalypse or whatever, and throughout the movie, you don't know if they're telling the truth, and then the twist at the end is the reveal of if it's... So maybe... Exactly. I think that would have been a lot better. Like, at the end, they, they don't like, sacrifice someone, and then they, like, go outside, and they see that the apocalypse actually starts happening, and that's, like, the end of the movie kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I think, it, like, something like that would have been so much better. Mm. Um, but, like, again, I haven't seen 10 Cloverfield Lane, but in the beginning, it feels very much like like 10 Cloverfield Lane it, like that's what it is right mm. but the one thing that and it works kind of cool in the beginning of the movie but it also is what takes away the kind of surprise slash twist is that they just turn the TV on whenever they say that or whenever they kill one of their group members and then you see another like plague or earthquake or apocalypse kind of thing happening right so like mm. immediately kind of takes away the mystery of it because like yeah it is it is happening yeah, that um, they could have even done like maybe a twist of a little bit Ethan Hunt style where they like faked exactly, a faked exactly. a TV scenario, faked the or whole thing, and there's like, yeah, you you just killed your husband. Yeah, um, <laughs> and Grint didn't even die at the start. <laughs> Except Grint <laughs> actually turned, is dead. They're like, oh, we actually we actually did machete him. Fuck, that wasn't oh, shit, that wasn't part of the plan. <laughs> okay, and then I don't know if this was um, if there was like some bigger point to this that I missed, but it's also revealed because like the like the couple they've never really met any of these people before apart from grint who like was in a bar fight with one of them like years ago Mm. and that's just never really expanded upon i don't think Hmm. i don't know i might i might just be sitting there being bitter at the movie not really understanding (coughs) what was happening but for me i felt unfulfilled bit of a wet fart of an of an m night bit of a wet fart of a movie Hmm. yeah i feel like m night has had quite a few wet farts lately if we're being honest mm. um mm. well <laughs> we're talking uh <laughs> glass here yeah <laughs> we're talking the beach that makes you old i didn't see it uh <laughs> speaking of an an unsettling movie with twists but one that actually did it well uh, i did watch midsummer finally i've been wanting to watch it for a long Ooh, time i i saw uh have you seen midsummer I, I have not, but I really want to. Very, very good. And as a as I always say, person who doesn't really like horror, a film that I very much enjoyed, my kind of horror, Ooh. real mm-hmm. real creepy and gross. And it's the you know it's that thing we always talk about, like the atmosphere building slowly, something's kind of off. And um, I did yeah. actually enjoy one of your Letterboxd reviews kind of applies to this one because you watched some movie about like a horror forest thing in Sweden. This movie also takes mm-hmm. place in Sweden. I feel like I could have written typical weekend in Sweden, hashtag shit country. <laughs> but um, <laughs> it was just, it was very, it was extremely unsettling and just like fucking, like it, it, it takes a little while to get going, but in a good way where like it's really building the atmosphere. The characters feel like really realistic and it perfectly, mm. like the first little bit of it is just these care, you know, getting to know these characters. And it really captures like the awkwardness of like a, you know, a weird a relationship that's kind of dying, a friend group that doesn't really like the girlfriend. Like, it really captures that, like, uh-huh. human awkwardness, which makes it so much more effective because you feel like they're real people. And then they... And they... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something else they capture really well because they basically they go to this Swedish, you know, festival. And, you know, you can imagine mm-hmm. things go wrong. Um, but... Ends up being a weird ritual kind of thing. Yeah, but they... They capture, like, the Scandinavian, like atmosphere really well because like you, you've been okay. we've been to like danish kind of like a viking camp or something and like i'm sure a bunch mm-hmm. of tourists have as well and it's exactly that kind of thing where it's like these you know sweet scandinavians and their funny little you know wooden benches and their little <laughs> dishes and they're like oh hello we're gonna just do this little thing it's gonna be very fun and it's like i don't it just felt mm-hmm. very as someone who's been to like a few of these kind I of felt things at home yeah, it's like which again makes it so much more effective when then they you know start doing all the all the crazy shit and it's like, mm. there isn't even that much crazy shit, but it's like the tension building. It's, and just, then, like, it's just like unsettling atmosphere yeah, and then all of a sudden then when they, kind of snaps. When they do show the crazy shit, it's so fucked up. It's like, yeah, it's real. Like, not to the point where I was like disgusted and I wanted to stop watching, but just like, it's like fucking God, really. Uh, and it's really mm. great. Like character-wise, it's really interesting psychologically about like grief and all that. And just a an excellent movie. Captain Eyebrows is in it. Um Oh, brilliant. Yeah, no what, spoilers what, he, what happens to him, but uh, I'm going to say <laughs> possibly doesn't meet the greatest of ends. Um, 
And there's also one scene, I'm not gonna lie, some of the stuff was so fucked up that I just kind of had to laugh because like it's like impossible not to. And there's one scene, I don't, okay. I guess I don't want to spoil it for you, but there's one scene that did make me laugh because it was just so absurd that it was. Like, it's, just, it's just like, a, it's just like a main plot point, one of the scene. Kind of, there's basically a scene just where. Just say it, just say it. Because <laughs> like, they're all, you know, it's a weird spoilers kind i won't go too in depth but there's like it's a weird you know ritual cult kind of thing and they like they're all kind of doing drugs and they're all kind of like fucked up and they're like what's happening and then at one point like (laughs) the one of the characters the boyfriend is like coerced into this like weird sex ritual where like there's like a ton of like naked women from the village around him just like moaning and like while he's fucking someone on a bed of flowers and then the girlfriend walks in and I just laughed at like that relatable moment when your girlfriend catches you having like, a ritual orgy sacrifice in the square house or whatever and I'm like it's just I don't know it's fucking it's a fucked up movie it's really really good I would highly recommend it um yeah nice because some of my friends here who are a lot more into the the kind of you know traditional jump scare horror you know the nun mm. the conjuring kind of thing they didn't like it as much and mm. Maybe that's just because they're stupid. Yeah, but, I think um, they're not intellectual enough for it. But uh, but I I do really want to watch it. I think so I, I I, I genuinely think you would you would like it. It's because it's it's yeah it's a lot. I do more. love sex and and people moaning. Yeah, <laughs> so you're gonna fucking die for this movie, man. It's, but, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like my kind of time. Yeah. But um, but yeah, very good. So so highly recommend on that one. Um, um, I can also, by nice. the way, I can real quick just do my last one because it's not important. Um. Okay. I watched the KSI documentary, KSI in real life. Um, <laughs> not proud Excuse of it, me. but I did Why it. Why are we not making this the main <laughs> focal point of Thumbnail, episode? title, everything. <laughs> KSI documentary <laughs> is insane. <laughs> it was not insane. It was pretty good, I guess, but it was sort of same stuff you've seen before. You know, it gives a little bit more of a look at his, like, you know, he, he opens up a bit emotionally and that's kind of interesting, but... What does is, what is he open up emotionally about? Well, like, his girlfriend and his family, and, you know, obviously his family situation is kind of fucked, and so that's kind of a harsh way of putting it after he bears his soul about it. It's kind of fucked, but... Um, I don't know, like... So they're crying in a studio, really, like, <laughs> getting his emotions out there. It was good, that's, and, like, I think... That's some messed up shit. <laughs> and I think, like, I think he was being genuine, and I think, look, I'll, most influencers and celebrities are probably scumbags beneath it all. I think he's probably... One of the better ones. Guy. He seemed. He seems like he's. You know, he's not going to be perfect, but he's probably one of the more genuine guys. Um, there were a couple of moments where I was kind of like, I don't know, like he, the big one of the big finale moments is he finally has a conversation with G Day, his father, and it's sort of like a, you know, big emotional climax, and it's nice. Why does he have a conversation with G Day. Do they not often have conversations? Yeah, well, that's a big thread. Is like his. He has a like weird relationship with his dad where they didn't really talk much growing up and whatever, and. It's it's nice, but it's also weird because it's like they're having this like intimate moment, but there's like a whole camera crew there. You know what I mean? It's like like none yeah. of it. It doesn't that part doesn't also, really feel I, authentic in a way. I don't know. Again, now I'm not saying he's not a man. And again, this is not me at all saying he hasn't gone through a bunch of stuff with his family, but like some some of the his earlier videos. That went back with the, the old KSI kind of thing. Mm. He seemed to be having like a very good relationship with his dad and stuff like that. So I'm just wondering, like you know, they do touch on that. If you're if you're making a documentary about your life, are, are certain things do you think are they slightly exaggerated or 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 do you think? Yeah, that that's the thing. I mean, that stuff they do kind of touch on that, and they're like, you know, we made these videos and had fun, but like when the camera turned off, we didn't really like talk much or whatever. And I think mm. some of it is like. I don't know, it's hard, it's hard whenever it's about influencers and it's, you know, because I want to believe that, like, this is authentic, but also I can never really yeah. shake that, like, Logan Paul type of feeling where it's like, you're just a complete, like, you're, I haven't, I don't think I've ever seen a genuine moment from Logan Paul, you know what I mean? Where, like, yeah, and so exactly. there's this whole thing where he's like, I'm not going to sing this song because he's like, it's the song about his girlfriend, he broke up with his girlfriend. And it, like, it's, in theory, that's an interesting kind of thing, but I'm like, did they do this just for the camera? Because it feels a little performative. Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, don't get me wrong. The the man has, you know, he's achieved a lot of great things. But I feel like the documentary should be again, maybe it is a lot more focused on the things he's achieved rather than like his background. Because again, 
there's there's often celebrities who will not saying he did this, but where they'll you know paint themselves in a in a light where it seems they've had it a lot rougher than they actually have. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I think he did it pretty well. He wasn't like trying to be like, "Woe is me," and I feel like it was genuine. I think mm-hmm. it was a, it was a solid documentary. I think it's always just going to run into this problem with influencers, though, where you're like, "How much of this is real, and and how much of this is yeah. is you know?" Because they're so good at you know playing up to the camera and whatnot. But in general, mm-hmm. of of all the ways it could have gone, it was pretty good. It was enjoyable to watch. Yeah, very good. All right, well. Going slightly back to the old Swedish horror story. Sorry, I totally fucked that transition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. That was set up perfectly, man. You even touched on it yourself as well. <laughs> you said it perfectly in your letterbox read. <laughs> um, I did watch The Ritual, mm. which is um, one of the better horror movies I've seen, I want to say. Um, okay. It's basically about... This group of guys. There, there's a few things that don't really make sense. I'll, I'll touch on. Are you gonna watch this? Can I? Can I go full spoiler? You can go spoilers. I did actually, as I do, read a little bit of the Wikipedia because it's a horror film and I find that interesting. So I, I know a little bit. Mm. So you may you may spoil. <laughs> you know of the Jotun then? <laughs> I do. So it's about a group of friends where six months earlier one of them got killed in a convenience store robbery, burglary kind of thing, right? And then his, like, dream trip, because they were planning trips together, was to go to Sweden and hike through the forest. Mm. So then, in memory of him, they kind of do that. They put his picture and some of his things at the top of a Swedish mountain, you know. Terrible dream, by the way. Let's just put it out there. That's, let's be honest. If your dream is to go hike in Sweden, <laughs> you might as well not have any dreams. <laughs> at least make it in, in, in Hidro. I don't know. It, come on. Let's go to Ranas. <laughs> These are places in Denmark, for those who don't know. We, we hate the Swedes. We're Danish. Yeah, I mean, Norway, I get it. Beautiful country. Sweden. <laughs> there you go. God. Um, Ass. But yeah, so they're, they're out. They're out uh, <laughs> hiking. And then one of them, like, he hurts his knee. And then they decide to take a shortcut to their, like, next stop through, the, through a forest. You know, mm. classic. Um, but... The way, like, the whole movie is kind of built up is in a very, very, like, genuine and, like, there's good chemistry between the guys and it's well acted, I think. So, like, you're kind of sitting there, even though, you, you know, like, oh, yeah, they're going through a forest, whatever. Of course, it's not going to go well. It's going to end up badly. Some They're going to die, whatever. But, like, the way it's all put together is a lot more believable and you're not sitting there like, no, guys, why would you do that? Because the way they say it is and do it is a lot more realistic, I think. Mm. Um, but so they go in to the forest then they fi- it's like pouring rain and it's dark. They find this like abandoned cabin. They go in and then freaky st- shit starts happening. Like they hear howls outside. And then one of them wakes up completely naked praying to this weird statue in the in the cellar. Classic. And then they're like freaked out. <laughs> Classic Swedish moment. <laughs> um and the main like the main guy he wakes up with like a claw mark on his chest and stuff like that. Mm. Oh, and in the forest, they also found, like, a, a deer that's just kind of, like, hung in the trees with its, like, intestines f- flowing out. They're like, oh, what what did that? Could that be a bear? It's like, <laughs> boys, it's like, it's like five meters in the air. How would that be a bear? That's the cocaine bear? Um, <laughs> the funny thing is, for, the, for that movie, the trailer just before the movie started was cocaine. Let's go. <laughs> I'm so excited for that movie. I'm pretty hyped. Um... And by so excited, I mean I'll watch it and it'll probably be terrible, but I'm excited. (laughs) Um, But then so, yeah, like, the thing kind of like, they they keep having these visions and dreams. The guy who is naked keeps praying whenever they fall asleep and is like, oh. And then all of a sudden, like, they start getting picked off one by one by this massive fucking beast. Mm. Like, where they hang them in the, (laughs) aka (laughs) B.H. This fucking huge (laughs) hunk comes through the forest and... (laughs) This guy whose whose abs have abs. I don't know. It's, <laughs> and like they kind of get hung up in the trees and killed the same way the deer was. And then there's only two of them left, and they got like make it into a clearing, and then they get captured by these. I was gonna say village idiots. They're not, but they're like <laughs> these like villagers who, um, kind of pray to this monster that's been hunting them and stuff like that. And then the whole ritual is that. They're going to sacrifice one of them. The other one's going to join the village and become a, a worshipper, right? Mm. And to that, the main guy basically just says, ah, f- 
fuck that. <laughs> Watches his friend get killed, and then you kind of get the monster revealed, and it's a big thing called a Jotun, which is like it's got like four legs, and then like tiny human arms. <laughs> it, I don't know, it's weird. Um, <laughs> and it then just kind of leads into like he he gets a weapon. <laughs> there's one moment that made me laugh very hard, and I don't. I probably shouldn't have laughed, but there's like a really old woman who's in this village. And he gets free of his restraints, and then she kind of, like, blocks the door for him, uh, like, for him when he's trying to escape. And you think he might, like, push her out of the way or, like, threaten her or something. But he <laughs> just walks up and sucker punches her in the face and kills her. <laughs> like, no hesitation. Just, like, drops her ass. You just, like, <laughs> you just completely decks her. Um, and then he escapes, and it's, I mean, it gets a little bit too, like... I don't know, a little bit too supernatural and, like, into the weird stuff towards the end, I think. Mm. But as a movie overall, I think the movie really kind of captured a good, like, realistic chemistry between a friend group where, um, yeah, like, one... And, like, a main part of the movie is also that the main character, he feels guilt because he was in the convenience store when their friend was killed, Mm. like, six months ago, and he didn't do anything about it. So that kind of like guilt haunts him and then he ends up, you know, becoming the leader even though he was a coward back then. And it was a, it was a pretty like fun dynamic and like good character growth for him. And it's also they make all the like right decisions that you would in uh, um, like in a situation like this. But they're just like up against something that they can't sure. outrun or fight. But it's like it's not they're not making any stupid decisions like, oh, you know, I'm just going to go do this thing completely alone and then get killed, right? Like, mm. they see something like, oh, fuck that, we're getting out of here. Yeah. Um, do a bit of a, do a do a Chris from Get Out. Do a Chris from Get Out. Um, but overall, pretty good movie. I enjoyed. Yeah, well, I, I've actually, I haven't heard of it, but it, it sounds sounds quite good. And it, it sounds a little bit yeah. like, um, I mean, coincidence, we both watched some, some good Swedish <laughs> nature horror movies, but uh, it sounds kind of similar where, yeah, if you if you build up this actual rapport and make the characters feel real and make their relationships feel real, mm-hmm. you know, it makes everything else in the film, whether it's like a comedy or a horror or whatever, it makes it all hit, you know, stronger. Yeah. And, um, yeah, sounds like, sounds like a pretty decent time. It was a pretty decent time. I will say, but fuck Sweden. Um, we're going to move on to yeah, terrible place. <laughs> the news. Um, and we're going to dive right into the big boy. The big old boy. Ooh, we're talking big boy? We're talking big boy. We're talking James Gunn releasing a video of him shooting Henry uh, of Cavill. Mass- in, oh. <laughs> we have James Gunn, which by the way, I I actually really appreciate you know, it's very uncommon for big studios and especially DC, which has been such a fucking mess for so long. James Gunn trying to be as clear as possible with all this. Like he put out a very succinct mm-hmm. video of himself saying exactly what's happening. Um and okay. I yeah. respect it. So let me just... Uh, mm, should I run through the whole thing and then we touch on individual stuff? Or should I should I go through each little thing and then we, we talk about it? Ooh, I, you know what? You do you. Whatever right. you want to do. Ah, thank you, baby. Um, we're going to run through <laughs> the whole thing and then we're going to touch on little individual things. So I'll give you the whole God, picture here. Wrong choice. <laughs> um, so first of all, Shazam's coming out in a few months. We can't stop it. Mm. James Gunn was like, I tried my best to pull this garbage movie from the market. We can't do it. <laughs> Um, this looks like a little baby piss boy movie, but I can't stop it. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, um, yeah, actually, I haven't seen any of the comments in the last pod, so we'll get to those in a little bit. I'm curious to see what people had to say. I feel like we might be getting some heat. But um, anyway, that's coming out. But it's kind of, you know, it's always been a little bit separate from the DC world anyway. So, you know, it's not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. Then The Flash, which James Gunn says is an amazing movie. I'll believe it when I see it. But that is apparently... Okay. And it's kind of funny that they basically just spoiled The Flash to like announce all this. But it's apparently going to be the reset point. Which they've done a lot of times before. The Flash, you know, he travels to a new universe in different time, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's going to reset, reset the universe. So some characters are going to stay the same. Some are going to oh, change. So you're, you're telling me that the one guy in all of this <sighs> who gets to keep his job is Ezra Miller. The man with the keys to the castle is in fact... The one guy who <laughs> should definitely not be on the big screen. Yeah, no, they they said... Uh, I saw some headline from someone who was like, you know, he's in a place right now, he's trying... We'll, we'll discuss with him when he's ready to whatever. And I'm like, all right. Why does he get such... Again, I don't want him to <laughs> he's like, getting a have lot a of, failed career. Yeah, no, I why, mean... Why are they giving him so much leeway here? They should follow the, the justice system if he's proved innocent or whatever. But I feel like, just a gut feeling, maybe not the right guy to... In a universe on 
to, to, to lead this whole thing. Um, I would not say Ezra Miller and Shining Knight are in the same kind of sentence. Uh, but then we, we lead in, that leads into this new DCU where, okay. and it's going to be much like they had the Marvel phases, we're going to have chapters. This first chapter is Ooh. called Gods and Monsters, a.k.a. Ooh. the Poorly Planned <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the first DCU chapter is called The Poorly Planned Podcast <laughs> and the Tom Canoes. Imagine that you're watching James Gunn's announcement video, just Fidalgard's face pops up on the screen. <laughs> Have you seen this convict? <laughs> he and Ezra are conspiring. Probably shouldn't make jokes about that. Um, <laughs> this man is the reverse Flash. <laughs> In that he's purely good and doesn't commit any crimes. <laughs> um, and that he's not hit any women with chairs in Hawaii. <laughs> but then, so first of all, I mean, okay, a bit of a stinky one to open with here. There's going to be an animated series called Creature Commanders or Commandos. Oh. Uh, <laughs> what? Oh. What's happening? <laughs> That's everyone's reaction. Hey. Just sitting there open up. Oh. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Um, but the interesting thing that I found from this is that he mentioned that much like the Marvel Universe has their TV shows um, that tie into the movies now, they're going to mm. have like animated shows and TV shows, but the animated ones are also going to cross over into the larger universe, and they'll have the same like voice actors who voiced them in the animated show come into the live-action films, same actors, do it live-action. Which I think is kind of an interesting Ooh, idea. Okay. Kind of hasn't. But so then, even for an animated movie, they kind of have to to cast according Someone to who what looks, they look like. Yeah. To be fair, they've kind of done this with Marvel with the what if shows, like a little bit, but they did that the other way around. But anyway, then we're gonna move into again, not. <laughs> it get, it picks up a little bit. We're gonna move into the Waller live action show, Amanda Waller. What? <laughs> the Waller live action show. Which, is that the official title? <laughs> and the Waller live action. Uh, which is, to be fair, she will be teaming up with characters from Peacemaker. So, it's like a Peacemaker spinoff. Okay. To be fair, I'd rather just watch Peacemaker, personally. Yeah. But... Amanda Waller, I, I, I don't want her... I mean, she, she could have it, but I don't think I'm very... <laughs> she's not really a main I character. I very invested. She's yeah, more she's like not a, a main character. She's just kind of like... In the background. Big bad boss, yeah, kind of thing. But um, but you know, James Gunn, Peacemaker. It's not mentioned here, but I assume Peacemaker season two is also on the roster. I mean, there's a lot of stuff he didn't mention here that's been rumored, and uh, it's not clear mm. who's returning and who's not. Well, it's clear who's not returning, Henry Cavill, because then we have Superman Legacy coming July eleventh, twenty twenty five, written and I believe directed by James Gunn, which is pretty crazy. James Gunn making a Superman movie that's that's pretty big news. Um, Pretty big news from, from, from James Pistol there. And it will be, you know, from what we've heard, kind of focusing on a younger Clark Kent, a 25-year-old, maybe a, a Timothy mm -hmm. Chalamet, perhaps? Let's not do that. Oh, I hope, I hope <laughs> to God. They're not going to do that. That Timothy Chalamet does not They're become They're probably going to get some guy from Euphoria, um, and that'll be, <sighs> that'll be that. Um, or someone from the Stranger Things Millie they get Bobby Dustin Brown. from Stranger Things. Ooh, that also works well. I was thinking um, David Harbour <laughs> as the new Superman, as the twenty-five-year-old <laughs> twenty-five-year-old Superman. Year old Superman. <laughs> um, but you know, it's gonna, it's gonna, he's gonna be the new Superman. They're gonna, I assume, do like the Daily Planet, and he's gonna have Jimmy Olsen and Lois Lane and all that. Then, and this, I'm actually quite excited for. We're getting okay. lanterns, a live-action Green Lantern show. With the characters John Stewart and Jordan Hal Jordan, and he described it as like true detective, but in space with like space cops. Basically, sounds kind of like a vibe. I'm not that gonna sounds, lie. That sounds kind of nutty because they do kind of true detective meets Mandalorian and kind of thing. And they have HBO. They have the budget to make some. You know, we've got the Last of Us. We got Peacemaker. They've got some. They could do something here. They could sauce it up, as they say. They could. Get goaded with the sauce. I'm so, so sorry. Um, <laughs> and they could get goaded. I'm 21 years old. Man. <laughs> you are 21 years old. Um, but, and also, I'm extremely excited because I've wanted to see a live-action Jon Stewart for a long time. The one from mm, the Justice League show. From, from Justice League, the animated series. So very excited on that. Also, I like how I said I was going to run through all of them and we have done the exact opposite. We're doing them one by one. Yeah. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> But now that we're on that, if we're thinking casting choices here, um, mm, okay. I've always felt like... Idris Elba. Idris Elba would be... Would, 
that's actually that's better than anything I could come up with. It's a really <laughs> that's good way show. Better than what I and I was gonna say, you know what? I know you maybe don't know that much about Hal Jordan. I don't either. He's kind of like generic Green Lantern, you know, the main one. I was thinking Chris Pine, but I mean, he's already in the in the DC. But also, they're resetting it all. So yeah, I but it's it's a it's a reset. It's a reset. They, they so can do whatever they want. Imagine I can definitely see Chris Pine, Pine as one. Elba, Lantern, Cop, Ooh, fucking team. Pelba, Pelba. I like it a lot. Um, well, who 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 are you gonna say for for casting? No, I was gonna say it and then hope that my brain came up with something before I finished the sentence. So I'm actually really happy that you uh, cut me off. Um, Dink for Lant. <laughs> what? Dink for Lant. Oh. Okay. <laughs> That's a really good point. Laughs. Thinks about it. What the fuck did you say? Actually- <laughs> did you just cook? <laughs> We're gonna go on to the authority which is some new group of superhero thing from the comics. I mean, if James Gunn's doing it, it'll probably be good. He's good at taking those unknown characters and making them into something. We have some, I'll be honest, do not care about. Paradise Lost, a TV show, which is about uh, Themyscira, a.k.a. Wonder Woman's home. And it'll be kind of like, he described it as Game of Thrones, but with like Wonder Woman stuff. Um, Um, I mean, look... I won't lie, Themyscira sounds like the most... Boring and nothing place <laughs> I could ever think about. I think the way that they did it in the Wonder Woman movies, I think actually the way they did the world, it's not bad. Like it's kind of a it's kind of an interesting world. The second one where they have this weird tournament to see who's the best person, but then also like a little eight year old's competing, a little bit strange. But I think those movies have soured me so much on everything Wonder Woman because the second one is so god awful, and the first one is, is pretty good, but it's actually in hindsight kind of overrated. I'm not gonna lie. Um, but, <laughs> If they redo it and they do it like in a different, you know, not that same green screeny kind of themiscira that it turned into in the second film and do something mm-hmm. and Justice League, do something different, could be could be good. Um, okay. We then have I still have not seen the second Wonder Woman movie. Don't. But I I don't think I want to, yeah. We then have the new Batman movie. So they have said Ooh, that the Pat Batman, Batman? the Batman and Joker are separate things. They're gonna keep going. Um, the Batman 2, by the way, was announced for, I think, October 2025, so that's that's exciting. Ooh, that's, that's so far away. It's a very long that? way away. Uh, we will both be graduated from college by then. Nuts. Ooh. Gross. Yeah, and by, by over, like, a year of being graduated. God Yikes. Damn. That's... Yoinkers. Uh, Wait, is that right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, that's we're, right. We're graduating next year. Bruh. That's crazy. Bruh. Anyway. <laughs> God damn, we're getting old. <laughs> uh, but the, the new Batman movie in this world... And it's going to be, and I actually kind of like this because it's different from what they've done. Technically, they kind of did it in the 90s, but it's going to be The Brave and the Bold, which is a story about Batman and his son, Damien, a.k.a. Robin, doing a little bit of a team-up. So it'll be- Is Robin Batman's son? Well, there are a lot of different Robins, but one of them, yeah, is Damien Wayne. And from the very few comics I read, I remember he was like a little bit of a little shithead. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't like him very much. <laughs> I was always more of a. And I've I've read a few of his comics, and honestly, I hated his bitch. I think. Yeah. I was always more of a Tim Drake man myself. If I'm just putting that out there. But anyway, Tim what? Tim Drake. He was the other Robin. Another Robin. Anyway, who's Nightwing? Dick Grayson. <laughs> God fucking damn! You actual five year old. You put way too much emphasis on that. I went hard. <laughs> Who was the other Nightwing? Dick Grayson. <laughs> I was about to say I went hard on the dick, but then I realized that was maybe not the right thing to say. But I will. It would be way too accurate. <laughs> um, that moment when you go hard on the dick. <laughs> that moment when your name is Penis Grayson. <laughs> um, anyway. Penis Grayson. Goddamn. <laughs> Pretty exciting, I guess. Like, I don't know. Who would you get as, as a new Batman? Probably a younger Batman. Although he has a kid, so he can't be that. And he has, like, a 10-year-old kid. He can't be that young. So, like, he has to be... Okay, so, like, we're talking, like, 35. Kind of yeah, thing. probably. But let's say let's say 30. You know, he could, he could have okay. a... Who would you get as Batman for this? I'm gonna say... Mm. Hashtag dink for Bat? I don't know. I'm let's thinking... Do we know many good... 30 to 35 year old actors army hammer no, i'm kidding um, no he had a he released a statement for the first time since all the cannibal stuff <laughs> oh what, what's he said it's not funny none of it's funny but just the fact that you have to open it army hammer story with yeah he's uh, released his first statement since all, since all like cannibal stuff <laughs> just <laughs> the 
horrible start. Horrible start. Is is he a cannibal? What's no, I mean, well, he didn't. Re- from what I read, he didn't address that part. He just said like, you know, I was an asshole and I was like a, not a nice guy, but I didn't do anything illegal, which I guess is you know what you'd expect him to say. Regardless, I can't think of anyone good, but I'm excited for that. Uh, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna say Ryan Gosling. Ooh, I'm I gonna say like 45. Chris Pratt, as Batman, and <laughs> Timothy Chalamet as Robin. Um, I don't, why, what is with this <laughs> Timothy train? I don't want, I'm kidding, I don't want Timothy. Anyway, um, we're gonna move on, then there is, and this I'm actually quite excited for, and I know you will immediately go, what the fuck does that mean? But I think once I explain the premise you'll enjoy, there's gonna be a Booster Gold television show. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> so Booster Gold, kind of, a bit of a nutty premise for a character, he's like, way in the future and he's a huge loser like no one likes him he sucks <laughs> so he decides to time travel back to present day with like future tech so he can be a superhero mm. in our time and then everyone will love him okay um okay kind of kind of a fun character just this like i mean you know you grow to like he has a humanity to him and you grow to like him but he's also just this like smarmy douchebag kind of type type vibe and okay i saw somewhere i think his name is glenn powell who was smarmy mcdouchebag from top gun maverick was saying like i would be open to play him and he is the perfect choice for that character he, he would just fit it mm. so well so if they do that i'll be 100 percent on board um very nice but yeah then there's gonna be a, like a supergirl movie supergirl woman of tomorrow sure it's based on some <laughs> why did you say that like you've never <laughs> said the word woman before <laughs> what, what is what is that <laughs> woman of tomorrow <laughs> How about what? the boys of today? <laughs> I mean, that could be cool. I haven't read the comic Woman of Tomorrow that it's based on, but sure. Um, and then mm-hmm. a Swamp Thing horror movie. I didn't know your mother was in the business of making horror movies. Sorry. Um, yeah, they're making a Swamp Thing. I could see the intent in your eyes. Before you even said the swamp thing, you're like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get him fucking so get him. fucking good here. Um, yeah, I don't really know much about swamp thing, um, but I have met her. Read She's a lovely woman. Autobiography. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Um, but maybe it will be directed possibly by James Mangold from Logan and the new Indiana Jones, so that could be pretty good, I guess. Um, Very nice. Yeah. So. That's all he mentioned. Of course, there's probably going to be more stuff that he hasn't talked about here, but. Overall, my thoughts, you know, there's some stuff here that I'm quite excited for, some stuff that I don't really care about. My thoughts overall, mm-hmm. I'm really liking that they did this because, you know, as a, also yeah. as a person with like minor OCD who likes stuff to be in a certain order in a certain way, the fact that it's been such a fucking mess and now they're like resetting it and they're like, we're going to start fresh, do it new because mm-hmm. they've like half reset it like 50 fucking times. Like it's like it shifts in tone, shifts in style, like, but it's still the same universe. The fact that they're finally going like new thing new continuity whatever let's do it i'm excited about and i think james gunn and the other guy are probably pretty good to head it up and this sounds like promising stuff overall that's my take what do you think i think it'll be yeah i think it'll be a good uh yeah good kind of new beginning for the whole thing but it is also just a bit sad that some of the good things about the dc eu will also be kind of left behind any word on on momoa and as aquaman and stuff like that no all that oh no he was he was gonna play he was gonna play craven right Lobo. Um, Lobo. And that, is, that movie is still happening, and it's in the reset universe, so I guess he's sticking around. Um, maybe. Interesting. I, yeah, I don't know. They kind of, yeah. I, I think they want to keep him, though, in some capacity, it seems. And I think they should, because he's, mm-hmm. he's very good for like, yeah, he's great. comic book films, especially. But, um, yeah, you know, shame about Cavill as well, but, you know, he's going on to do other stuff a warhammer movie whatever that means warhammer people are excited about that or whatever i don't know what warhammer is really but go off some, some video game go off king i've not played it um go off, go off you know he's he, he likes his video games he's a relatable cool dude he's he's our he is he's, or not our new i was gonna say pedro pascal is kind of our new cavill where we used to send each other a lot of a lot of cavill edits of him being so cute and hilarious in interviews and now we do exchange pedro mm-hmm. pascal videos because he is thirst traps he, he yeah. is he is pretty uh pretty charming come on mama yeah <laughs> that's a that's a really good pascal um thank you thank you uh well anyway good stuff overall i think dc you know it remains to be seen but Very good stuff. like the weekly planet guys kind of said if this is done well 
it could be bigger than Marvel because, you know, these characters are so iconic and are so good. Like, there's a reason they're so mm-hmm. famous because they're actually, like, interesting st- stories and characters. And even in the present day, Marvel do be kind of slacking a little. So... They do be. They do be getting a bit complacent You here. never know what could happen in this fictional war that nerds care about, like us. Yeah, like, <laughs> including us, the nerds. <laughs> We're going to move on now. <clears throat> it's time for... The Junk News. Um... Tom Cruise to play young Superman? <laughs> well, hated Tom Cruise due to his association with Scientology. Let's steer away from that one a little bit. Not really as funny. <laughs> um, let's see. Well, this one from evoke.ie. Hey, Irish news. Let's go. Oh, do you love the Irish? Tom Cruise's... Mm, Tom Cruise's gas red carpet request at Dublin premiere resurfaces... Tom Cruise gas oh. request. What is what is this? Is he is he like requesting flatulent? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the time Tom Cruise. It's from a tweet from Primary Cinema. The time Tom Cruise made a fella follow him around with a space heater at the Dublin premiere of Oblivion. Oh, <laughs> I saw this. <laughs> this is oh my god. This guy looks so dead inside. Um, <laughs> Wow. So what, was, was Cruise cold or something? And he just got this guy to follow him around with a space heater? Let's see. Paul Trainer PT on Twitter tries to explain. I arrived for the premiere just after Tom Cruise that night. It was sunny and warm on O'Connell Street. So that red carpet feature was a surprise. In fairness to him, he was there for almost two hours talking to fans and media before the screening. Should have brought a jacket. That is kind of hilarious. I mean, big baller I mean, move. Ball, big, kind of very alpha you, you're going to follow me around the whole night, keeping me warm with a space heater. I was like, yeah, space heater. Such an extreme, like, you couldn't have maybe, like, I know, a little, like, a subtle little heater or something. Just follow me around with, like, a zoo space enclosure heater. space heater. Um, it looks like the one, you know, in Madagascar where, like, Alex claps his yeah. hands. It looks like he's just dragging mm-hmm. that around. I feel like he follows him literally everywhere, just especially the toilet. Um, <laughs> Is this okay, Mr. Cruz? Hot higher. <laughs> um, now cook. 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 You're a cook. 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 Um, I mean, to be fair, if I had, you know, that kind of money, I guess I would pay someone to just follow me around with a space heater. It'd be kind of funny. Yeah. If nothing else. Be kind of, again, as we just said, kind of alpha. Um, we're now going to move on to the announcements and such. Let's quick. Let's, yeah, let, I'm actually quite curious. Let's see some comments from last week. Where we put out Ooh. some controversial takes hitting on both the superhero stuff and the Kino. Shit. What the fuck? What? 734 views. What? How's this happened? Well, what? Hey, yo. That's what in the, wait, what in the world? Hold up, hold up, hold up. What? Hold up. Mildly successful? <laughs> I mean, again, 700 views, nothing to be proud of. But for a podcast that usually does 100 to 300, where the fuck did 700 what? on a pretty, I mean, I don't want to say a subpar episode, a pretty, I mean. Yeah, pretty, I mean. <laughs> pretty unremarkable episode. episode. Like, nothing too special, I want to say. All right. Um, let's do it. Let's what? dive in. I'm curious. <clears throat> Al Feld says two things. One, please don't block me. Two, I've noticed that on the official pod playlist on YouTube, you're actually missing episode 46, where you talk about upcoming DC movies. Okay, that's a that's a good point. I've <laughs> thank fuck you. <laughs> blocked. Thank you for letting me know. Um, I, yeah, um, I will fix that. Josie says, hashtag play the full anime intro. God damn it. Yeah, so I have a bone to pick with you. <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. Because I, I, <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. I watched about half of this episode. <laughs> I get to. <laughs> Bruh. Fine, maybe maybe someday we'll play the full thing, who knows? God. Um, At least give me like a bing shilling or something. <laughs> a bing Josie also says, I'm with BHL on the Shazam trailer. I personally love the first Shazam, and maybe it was because I was in a shitty mood, but it didn't excite me much at all. Also, it seems pointless to watch considering they're redoing the whole thing. I'm absolutely. Excited for Ant-Man and Guardians, though, so I'm not completely off the superhero train. Also, it's not a Ghostbusters opinion, lol. Okay, let's go. So, we're, we're okay, we're... Let's go. We're good. We're good. 
only taking dubs here today. <laughs> Movie Boy says, hashtag play the full anime intro. You're blocked. Yes. Um, Listen to them. ZJ says, I completely agree with you, BHL and the Shazam trailer. After watching it, I'm not interested in seeing it. I'm kind of getting tired of these generic superhero movies. Let's go. The people are behind us. God. Um, A movement. <laughs> And he also says, what makes The Last of Us scarier in real life? Uh, We are dealing with fungi spreading for the same reason the scientists said it would spread. The earth heating up, make it so the fungi can live in humans. Very good point. Yeah, we forgot to mention that. I thought that was really cool that they, like, they were like, well, that can't happen with humans. And like, well, global warming happened. And then look at us now. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, very true. Look what happened. Um, NMS says... A big idea in Babylon is how much an occupation can take away from a person's identity, like in Whiplash. So Jack Conrad's character made sense given that he was constantly looking for a greater purpose in his work, and I felt that scenes like the snake fight displayed how degenerate his industry was. But yeah, it was pretty predictable with his final scene, especially combined with the end of an era style music. Still a really well done moment, and the scene was shot well too. Uh, and I agree with the fact that the tonal shifts were jarring. It felt very intentional though. Scorsese does it often, especially in Goodfellas. Interesting take. Uh, disagreed with- He may do it often. But that doesn't make them good. <laughs> he may do it often, but also you're wrong. Um, <laughs> he may do it often. It just seems like he's not really learning from his mistakes, honestly. Uh, no, that that is that is interesting, and I think it played into like the chaotic nature of the film. And yeah, I mean, you know, we we disagreed slightly on the on the Jack Conrad suicide scene, but I think he makes mm. he makes some good points here. Um, Daniel says another really great and enjoyable. Keep up the truly Pascal esque work. God, that's a big compliment. Wow. Um, huge compliment thank you Daniel and the fact thank Daniel that Freddy doesn't really care for Invincible concerns me it's one of my favorite shows of all time it's one of the few animated pieces of media to make me tear up so rare FTKL I agree <laughs> god damn it I hate whatever we have it <laughs> that slightly differs from the norm it's an <laughs> but uh, look it's, they say it's a rare L so it's a good thing right if this was a common FTKL it's still an L ah that's true I just said, they just say I'm super mainstream apart from now and that's an L <laughs> uh, PS hashtag play the full anime intro god damn yes. it another PS I do agree with BHL about Shazam 2 looks kind of kind of mid so not another Ghostbusters situation <laughs> thank god rip BHL headphones dot 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 Freddy Baggins um, and Josie says, I've started a trend with that hashtag. So I feel like we're getting a lot of, a lot of good, good stuff here on the, on the Shazam stuff. I'm, I'm surprised. I thought we were, I was ready to go into battle here. Um, mm. Anson says, I'd highly recommend getting into Gravity Falls at some point. Easily my favorite show ever. I doubt you'll like it to the degree I do, but I think most anyone could enjoy it. Absolutely. Yeah. We, we, we got to get on that train. Cal W mm-hmm. says, Babylon is absolutely a vibes over plot movie, and I love it for that. I mentioned that a little bit in my video, and it, yeah, that is the kind of vibe, uh, which I, I honestly kind of like vibe over plot movies sometimes, but yeah, it wasn't really, wasn't really for me that one. And finally, GC Green says, I'm willing to bet the only reason people are so in love with the Babylon ending is because of the power the music choice has. When I first watched it, I also thought it was pretty spectacular, but really it's just because the score hits every emotional beat. Watching the scene with no sound proves how lackluster it is. Great pot as always. Thank you, GC Green. And yeah, I think that's a good point. I think the music is phenomenal in that scene. And conceptually, it's kind of just okay. And you thought it was dumb and yeah. bad. Um, but the, the music does definitely... thought it was pretentious as fuck. <laughs> ...make it. But damn, that was a, that was a not bad uh, reception there. I'll take that. Very good. Yeah. Uh, let's just. <laughs> you were worried we were going to take some L's here. And I, I was the only one who took one. <laughs> let's see. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> just on the fan page. Have you seen this? A rare no. BHL Hudson L on both sides. Middle is a fat BHW though. And it's a Venn diagram let's where dumb superhero bullshit on one side with Shazam. Pretentious Oscar bait garbage on one side with Babylon. And in the middle is Ted. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Excellent stuff here. Well played. Um, before we go, I have one more announcement and such unrelated to all of this. Uh, just a thing that I wanted to talk okay. about real, real quick. Please. I did, in fact, get my hands on Prime Hydration. I just thought I should give a quick review because it's such a big, Ooh, big phenomenon. You, you did send me. I was going to ask, how, how was it? Um, not my kind of thing at all. It was... I'll be honest. Really, really sweet. Was it the blue one you had? Is that blueberry? Yeah, blue raspberry, which is a flavor I really enjoy in other things. Um, Blue raspberry? I mean, I've never liked Gatorade. blue raspberry? Why why is it? It's It's like a sweet thing. You never had blue raspberry ice cream? No. Raspberry is not blue, I want to say. Big brain FDK moment? Wait a minute. Raspberry is red. 
malfunctions. <laughs> Can't compute. Um, <laughs> but, um, but it's a. Uh, to be fair, I'm not the target demographic for this. I don't think because I've never liked Gatorade. I've never liked these kind of things. Um, but I tried it, and it was just, it's just extremely sweet. It tastes like. You know, like gummy bears, basically. It tastes like liquefied gummy bears, which, like, I don't know. Oh. Um, well, I thought people were killing, like, killing their own children to get hands yeah, on these. No. How did you just find them? That's one? why I got it, because I was like, I, by the way, I'm pretty sure they're not even sold in Ireland yet, so I don't know how this place got it, but I was having, like, uh, lunch with some friends, and as I was walking back, just this, like, like, I think it was a vape shop or something, just had, like, a bunch of them piled up, and I was like, ah, fuck it all. I'll get that fucking expensive, by the way, because it was being resold. I don't, I don't want to say how much it costs, because it's was embarrassing it? how much money I spent on it. But Go I was on. like, I just want to try Go it. On. I just want to see what the hype is about. Go on. Go on. Let's hear it. 15 euro. 15 euro? Yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I did that. I did that. You spent 15 euros on a prime drink. I spent essentially the equivalent of, like... My, okay, I was say my go-to delivery meal is like a full Nando's thing with five wings and some halloumi and some peri salted fries. That costs, I think, seventeen to get delivered as well. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> I, I would be like debating whether or not I get a full takeaway for fifteen. <laughs> yeah. And you go, <laughs> no, it was a damn. It was it was a it was a questionable choice. So I can never talk about my YouTube money anymore being not high enough if I'm getting. 15 i just have to be homeless now it's like that's my fault for getting 15 euro prime <laughs> bottle but yeah i did it i'm not proud and it wasn't even good but now i can say I, had it. I respect it i mean the fact that you did it i did it for the culture if i i mean i probably would have done the same honestly <laughs> let let the intrusive thought win but. <laughs> right i was like i genuinely i walked past i looked at it and i kind of like kept walking and i was like I, I should do it just let's, let's, let's see what it is um but anyway not a fan <laughs> it's happening who am i kidding i'm not saying it's bad uh i didn't really like it, it wasn't terrible but i'm more of a vit hit guy it's a thing they sell in ireland it's like a vitamin drink very delicious Ooh, i'm more of a, a lucasade kind of man mm, i think that hits better anyway uh <laughs> we're gonna, that's that's the end of the show actually on that moment of disagreement and possible friendship ending um mm. i Hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, drop a like, subscribe, hit the bell button, leave a comment down below what you think of what we talked about, what you thought of the pod, all that good stuff. That is if you're on YouTube, where if you're not, you should also go to YouTube and do all that stuff. But if you also want to find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, we are there, the Poorly Planned Podcast. Please leave a five-star rating, a nice review. Tell your friends about the pod. They'll love it more than um, I love... The prime Energy Drink. <laughs> than I love Prime Energy, which is not a lot, so that's mm-hmm. it. Glowing recommendation. So they'll have a decent time. Okay. I guess they will tolerate it. I, they'll finish the bottle because they spent 15 euro on it. Um, <laughs> you can find me on YouTube, BHL Hudson, Instagram, Twitter, BHL underscore Hudson. You can email the pod at bhlhudsonvids at gmail.com. I'm also on TikTok at BHL Hudson and Letterboxd at Real BHL Hudson. All the links are down below, as, is the fan, uh, as are the fan pages. <gasps> oh, I can just imagine you drinking the bottle. <laughs> And then just be like, God, that was terrible. But I gotta do this. I just glucking <laughs> it down. You can find me on Twitter at FTK underscore Dalt Sniper. You can find me on <clears throat> Instagram at Fidalgard. You can find me on Letterbox at FTK underscore Thwilms. And you can find me on YouTube at FTK Space Gaming. Thank you very much for listening, and we will see you next time. <laughs> Dick Grayson. (laughs) Great.